Okay, so let's find out if I can actually get this Prosecco bottle open. Okay, let's see this. <laughs> okay, so I have my like fancy electric. Uh, oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, it's, it's an electric corkscrew. Costco, nineteen ninety nine, two years ago. Let's see. Oh god, I don't, I don't know. So this is like not a Prosecco bottle. I know everyone's like, "What are you doing? Why are you not popping the cork?" It's not that kind of Prosecco bottle. It just had like twine over it. You know, I get my Prosecco imported twine. from Twine. Thank you. The look you're giving me is. That was good. Yay! That was really good cork popping noise. So <laughs> your please. face was 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 precious. Like when you were doing it, it was so good. That's what I was gonna say. I wish you could have recorded your face. Oh oh well, we'll just we'll just have to at our first live show. I'll open a bottle of prosecco. And the reason this we popped this bottle of prosecco is it is our hundredth episode. You people, they said it couldn't be done, and we did it. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of want to sing like "Looks like we made it," but the show's not over. So <laughs> no, like that. No, 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 no. I cheers, cheers through the. Yes, boy. I want to hear you oh. pop some prosecco. Ah, uh, splashed right in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, Ryan was very excited about this blue owl tiger blood beer. I'm sorry, did I just yes. everything you were going to say about it. Oh no, that's fine. It's it's Tiger's Blood. So Blue Owl is a sour beer company here in Austin and this is a Tiger's Blood, which I really like <laughs> whenever I can get a snow cone. I always want to go get make sure they have Tiger's Blood, yes. which is just a combination of strawberry and watermelon. This one also has a little coconut in it. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm used to I always thought Tiger's Blood was like red, like cherry or some type of berry and coconut. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was strawberry and watermelon. That was always my understanding. But this has strawberry, watermelon, and coconut. So we're both right. And it's delicious. Mm. They're very good. Ooh, Excellent. A little tart. Wonderful. Yeah, this Prosecco, I don't remember. I hope it was not a bottle of Prosecco I was saving for something special. Although, not that this isn't special. Well, I, we did kind of just call an audible at the last second. And I, I can, I'm can. i going to feel bad if you remember what that Prosecco was no, for. No, if, if, if it's you're like. If it's been in my fridge, that means I wanted it ready to drink at any time. If it right, was, right, right, right. Like, right. I do have a bottle of, this is where it's, you know, fancy laurel, but I do have a bottle of Vouve that, like, is not in my fridge that I just, like, Vouve Coucou that is, like, in my wine rack. Again, I, this sounds terrible, mm. but... No, but like, no, 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 no. But, like, that's not in the fridge because I, it's obvious that it's not, like, oh, just grab something from the fridge. It's like, no, the Vouve is not even chilled, so it is not just ready for consumption at any time. Hello, Craniacs. Hello, happy Centennial or 100. Uh, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're the Craniacs, and we get together and we talk about Frasier, except, well, kind of today, but today we're going to be talking about Cheers, actually. We are. We are going to cover the first two episodes that Frasier Crane appears in in Cheers, which is the beginning of season three. And can we just talk for a second about my Cheers? institutional knowledge prior to this uh sure i knew almost every main character's name the end <laughs> oh that was it you didn't know like what I was going on i don't or... think i knew i don't think i have seen other than the finale of cheers and perhaps the very first one with kirstie alley which i think i saw for some reason i don't know watching the entire thing in reruns at some point i don't think i've seen an entire episode of cheers so did you understand like like You've heard the term like Sam and Diane, like the will they, won't they, Sam and Diane. Yes, thing, yes. Right? I'm, I'm aware of the tropes from Cheers and I'm aware of like, you know, the major characters and stuff. Um, but 
guys, I kind of want to go watch Cheers. <laughs> oh, okay, great. I was worried rewatching this at this one. Boy, it it uh, had some real interesting takes on mental health, which uh-huh. <laughs> so it was but it has aged weirdly, but. It did have some interesting takes on mental health, but I thought, well, and I don't want to jump too far ahead because I wrote down some stuff about that in my notes. But like, so just imagine me basically, it's like, it's basically as though I picked up a cover or picked up like a copy of Harry Potter and read the flap inside flap jacket and then jumped ahead to book four and just started reading. Like that's kind of where it's like, I had a general idea of what was going on. I knew who some of the main characters were. I think one of the endearing things about, endearing and enduring things about Cheers is that there's not like when if we were like I feel like I could tell the whole story of both episodes in probably five minutes or less. And the thing is just the jokes that come in in between. It's very like, especially in the first few the first few seasons, it's very like set up mm-hmm. a joke, tell a joke. Like you know the whole first the whole cold open about my tie is like a weird kind of. I don't know if it's a like Borscht Belt or like vaudevillian type jokes where it's like real like hey everybody you know like that kind of setup i mean the the whole first season is a whole lot of bar jokes but like that's the thing is you kind of understand where each of the characters are and then you just see what happens like you just there's jokes in between there's not like progression like harry potter or something like that right right which i also feel like is kind of how real life is except that one Mm -hmm. day you look up and you realize how much has changed in like seven years but you (laughs) you know it's like the days are days are long but the years are short kind of thing where it's like oh nothing ever happens and then you look back and you're like oh wait so much actually happened but it happened just so slowly that you it was never any market change well here's something like about cheers i want to talk about because there's that there's a there's a quick scene i forget which episode it's in where nor I think it's the beginning of the second episode. Norm goes to head home and like Cliff's like, oh, I could come meet your wife. And he's like, no, I don't think so. And I'm like, who, how, like Norm and Cliff are presented as best friends. Mm-hmm. Like, but they're, this whole group is just, they all just hang out at the bar together. And that's all they do together. I mean, I think that you're supposed to get the idea that they're like situational friends. That they are friends because they go to the same bar. And yes, it pro- and you would know better than me. It maybe does extend outside the bar at times, but it's kind of it like... It does eventually, yeah. I kind of think of it as like co-workers when you're good friends with some co-workers. And it's like, but once you leave work, you're like, oh, like I had co-workers who I never met their spouses, but I would consider them a good friend of mine. But I saw them from nine to five, Monday through Friday, and then we went on our merry way. So there, There's like a Thanksgiving episode where they all have Thanksgiving together and I think the, the 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 gimmick of the episode is them all insisting, no, no, it'll be fun. This isn't weird. Like they're not like nowadays when everyone has. I, first of all, I don't think they had like friendsgiving. Yes. Then like was, they do now. Yeah, it was very but much even, you had it with your family, and if you were having it with your family, why? Yeah, but even then, I think they're all this. They all have like they're all very good friends in the bar, but there's always like this situation of it being kind of a weird relationship with everyone. Like they're all bar friends. But my Mm -hmm. question was like, did you ever have like a bar you went to and like you knew people from the bar? Yes. I I believe I talked about this before in DC. It was the bar that um, my friends and I played trivia at Mm. and I hosted trivia there a few times towards the end. But um, 
yeah, like I, well, I, I knew, I knew the staff at the bar. So right. like I knew, like we had our regular trivia waiter. I still have his phone number in my phone. I, I randomly ran into him the last time I was in DC. We just happened to run into each other in another bar. And you would have thought it was like long lost siblings greeting each other. <laughs> um, he would always keep me updated on like the men in his life. And he was always like ch- dyeing his hair a different color and stuff. And every time I saw him, he'd be like, oh, life is a disaster. And just tell me new things. Um, like I would walk <laughs> in and they, they would be like, hi, welcome to, oh, hey, Laurel. And I'd be like, yeah, oh, you don't need to do the like, welcome to, you know, oh, please take a seat anywhere. There was a drink called the Mara Margarita because my friend's name is Mara and she kind of invented it. And now I don't remember the specifics about it, but I ordered it once and the bartender I ordered it from wasn't a usual one that I knew. And she was kind of like, what? And I was like, so I was like, he, Dan down there knows how to make it. And she went over to him and he was like, no, I'm not making, oh, is it for her? Okay, yeah, I'll make it for her. And I was like, <laughs> thanks. And she was kind of like, who are you? Duffy's was my it was my cheers I I think I had places and even this I mean it sounds like like I had places we went a lot and then we knew we had like our regular waitress and stuff like Mm -hmm. that or or something like that but it was always like it never felt like I go to this bar and I know everyone there from the bar yeah like even you sound like you went there for trivia and eventually you became like a regular or like you knew enough people there like it like, just, I would never go to a bar and they'd be like, Ryan, like they would be like with Norm. Right. You know? well, and, and so I would say at Duffy's, there were two groups of people. There were the people that went to Duffy's only for trivia. And then there were people that went for trivia and also other times during the mm. week. And I would see the trivia plus other times people there during the week as well. I should say that like one of my good friends and her husband lived around the corner from it. So it was often like, a, oh, we're starting our Saturday night. Let's go to Duffy's and get a drink first while we figure out where to go. Or we're ending our Saturday night. Let's get one last drink at Duffy's. But it's like where I saw the Caps win the Stanley Cup. Um, it's where I saw like the... No, I don't think I watched an election. No, that is where I spent the 2016 election night. And then I abruptly stood up at like 1130 and was like, I have to go home. And I turned around and walked into a cab that just happened to be waiting. (laughs) I like the idea that they always were like calling a cab for you to be out there. It's like, Laurel's (laughs) come. Let's get the cab. Yeah, let's just have a cab on standby because when she's ready to go, she's going to leave immediately. Is Is this the one on H Street or on DuPont? So neither. It used to have a different location. Oh, okay. I was like, I was like trying to look up pictures for this place. So then it moved. Um, it, it it lost its lease and it moved to H Street and uh, unpopular. Well, not unpopular opinion. H Street location was terrible. It's closing at the end of this month because they opened a Dupont Circle location, which is okay. within a stone's throw of every apartment I lived in in D.C. And I am like, thank God, the Dupont Circle location was not open when I lived there because. Guys, I, I would be. I would. You'd my, still be there. I would still be there. I would be, be working there now. I would be on the payroll, and I my my liver would have given up a long time ago. Do you so. remember that scene from Shaun of the Dead where they're like talking about all the people who like they're like there's a lot of colorful kids. He's like, I don't want to end up like one of these sad old people and live in a bar day in and day out. And he's like, oh no, they're very colorful characters, and he's like making up backstories for everybody, <laughs> and they're I, all I like, don't. I've only seen Shaun of the Dead once, but. <laughs> That's, uh, that's there's a woman in there and they're talking about like how she was like a a, a, a took, she she had many lovers and was like all these stories and she's just like looks like she's so sad holding <laughs> on to her drink <laughs> that's that's oh, kind of goodness. what I imagine you being like I've been coming to Duffy's for 20 years 
I mean, that is that is kind of like because now I'm like, not only do I know old Duffy's H Street, I'm like, I know old, old Duffy's. And that was also right. not their original location. So but like I have a beer stein from there and I went to the soft launch of the H Street location. I think that could be why I really enjoyed watching Cheers because I was like, oh, I would mm-hmm. said before Duffy's was my Cheers. So I was like, I remember this. Also, the theme song really got to me. <laughs> It's Except, a good theme song. It's got a lot going for it. It does. Okay, so two things. One, I've been singing the song wrong this whole time. I thought it was troubles aren't all the same. People aren't all the same. I thought it was like diversity. Oh, <laughs> I have saying, no like it's troubles are all the same. And I was like, and I, you know, I watched it with closed captions. I was like, are all the same? I just remember when Tara and I were watching a lot, there's a shot of one point of like a woman at yes. a table yes. like this, like this. And when you zoom out, you realize there's a man under the table. Oh. <laughs> like you can't really see him because he's kind of, uh, he's done in, in, in like sepia tones, like yes. the table and everything. So he kind of blends in the background. But I remember like when we discovered him and we were like, who is this guy? What's going on? Like, uh, like, cause he even <laughs> looks like, like, he's got kind of a crooked, drunk face going on. Well, I mean, on. it is set in a bar. Um, fun fact, the other thing about the theme song is when I was a child, again, I didn't watch the show, like, growing up. I don't know if my, I'm sure my parents did. But um, I remember the few times I saw the theme song, I thought that those were the actors in the show in the photographs. Hmm. Like, and I was like, oh, how did they make all of these people look, like, old-timey? And, like, I thought, like, because when it's, like, Rhea Perlman, it's, like, the, the green dress. It's showing a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was like, well, clearly that's Rhea Perlman. That's funny. Like, I, I, I feel like I had thoughts of that. Not particularly what you said, but, like, that really resonated with me where I'm sure I had, like, thoughts watching things like this where I, I, I thought something similar to that. And I could see how you do that as a child. Because this is a show I remember from when I was a kid, because the episode we're talking about today took, it was like 19, is it 84 or 83? Oh, you're, I mean, you're asking the wrong person. Do you know how old Kelsey Grammer is in this episode? I'm going to guess he's in his like, uh, late twenties. Yes. He's 29. Yeah. And I was like, you are a baby. He looks like a baby. (laughs) He sounds like it too. He's got like, he hasn't quite his voice hasn't settled. Yeah. I don't know how to say that otherwise. Yeah. Well, and I bet, so I, I know that at the time when he like went in for Cheers, he was doing Broadway and like Shakespeare in the Park and stuff. And so I wonder if he was like, I don't probably undergoing some vocal training and stuff. Kind of like Maybe. how Bradley Cooper like dropped his vocal range to do um, A Star is Born. Like he. Oh, um, yeah. It sounds like he's just trying to kind of do Jeff Bridges, like Jeff Bridges, <laughs> like, you are not the beef, like his like true grit voice. <laughs> Well, and, and I don't know. I just find it funny. One of my favorite like YouTube clips ever is him and Lady Gaga at the Oscars performing together. Um, I go into like a catacom- catatonic state when I watch that. But um, um, he uh, he doesn't sound like that in that clip though because it's like oh it's been yeah it's been a year and a half since I did that movie since I was vocally training and my voice is now right, right, back right, to right. normal. So I don't actually sound very good singing the song. I didn't know all that. Um. Let's go through the the real quick the the general plot and idea of this mm-hmm. um, because this is this is uh, Cheers season three episode one and two um, available on Hulu if you're watching Frasier on Hulu Cheers is also available on Hulu mm-hmm. for you to watch so just hop on over and check that out um, basically uh, Diane has left Sam 
I don't exactly remember why it's, you know, this, that's kind of their thing back and forth. Like season one, they didn't get together. Season two, they got together and in a season two, they break up. Uh, Sam has fallen off the wagon and is drinking is boozing hard. So I, I wrote this down. Sam was, is, was sober prior to this and yes. owned and owned a bar. Yes. There, that's the big okay. thing is he, okay. he, so Sam's backstory is he was a pitcher. Yes. And, I knew that. Yeah, he like threw a bunch of games and drank, and that's why he got he he left, and then he just started a bar. But like, I feel like but he during got so sober much, and then decided to start a yes. bar. Okay, there was like like this is early '80s, so I think they were kind of like, eh, isn't that clever and fun? And then I feel like by the end they made a bigger deal of he's like, no, I'm I'm a I'm an alcoholic, and like before, mm-hmm. like they do it a little bit in this where they're like, he's like, oh, I'm just a I'm just having fun. This isn't the same. Like, there's just kind of like a real laissez-faire attitude about mm-hmm. alcoholism at this point. Um, but yeah, he starts a sports bar with coach who was his baseball coach who had kind of dried him up the for help him dry out the okay. first time. Okay. Cause I, I think we've talked a little bit about coach when we talked about the Woody episode of Frasier that right. Woody kind of like was coaches like apprentice and then took over after the actor that played coach died. Um, and then yes. coach dies in the show. Um, I couldn't get a read on coach. I was like, is he supposed to just be like the beta version of Woody, but, and just kind of be a little like, I don't know. What is it like? Oh my God. What's that saying? It's like two, two, two sheets short of a notebook, but that's not what it is. It's like, yeah, he's, he's, yeah. Coach is dumb. Yes. He's, he's dim, but he's also like in such a way that's always, he's very simple in a way where he like doesn't get things or, or like he's got a good heart, but he's he's got like a million dollar heart, but a nickel head. Well, right, but then he also is so smart and strategic at times in the show. Like when he a when he like goes to Diane and talks to her, and also when he tells each of them something else. Like he tells yes. Sam something that and he says, "Well, here's what I told Diane." It's not what he told Diane. He plays them all, and I'm like, I can't get a read on this guy. <laughs> I I think he's good with people. He's just very dumb. So he knew like Diane's not going to come back on this. But I think if anything like more complex than that, he's not going to be able to figure out. Okay. I also feel like this might have been a little out of character for him. Okay. Okay. Not out of character, but a little. They made him a little smarter to move the plot along. Yeah, which is fair. Which is fair. Um, also, it's uh, only the beginning of season three, so like. Yes, Diane. Diane has you know after breaking up with Sam, um, has kind of decided to i guess recenter herself and goes to kind of i mean it's essentially like a sanitarium <laughs> what that she goes off to or what she what they're in, insinuating she goes to well and so okay here's here's a question i thought a sanitarium in my in my recollection which is all like anna green gables era mentions of sanitariums that's where you go if you have tuberculosis where right. everybody who has tb <laughs> goes there and they hope some of you don't die <laughs> i mean I feel like in general, it's for things we don't know exactly how to cure. And around the 80s, that was probably mental health. <laughs> okay. Like so it was like, let's get you into fresh air and doing activities I, and stuff. I guess, again, this isn't like, essentially like, let's send Diane off to the loony bin. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay. I The thing I remember the most about this is when she's retelling how she met Frasier. And it's that kind of like 
soft focus mm-hmm. scene of her playing croquette with an older mm-hmm. woman and them going like about to fight and Frazier and I was like did I make this up I feel like I have this very distinct image of it and then like it started playing I'm like nope I remember this exactly this is exactly what I remember is Frazier like pulling her off this older woman which is like the most Frasiery he got in this, it had the most like him, his kind of like movements for for physical comedy. Yes, and also like them constantly calling it the loony bit. It's funny to think about what that would be called today. It would be a wellness retreat. She went right. into a wellness retreat, a yoga retreat. Well, they know? literally refer to her going going quote unquote crazy as yes, like they do that with their lips like two or three times. Yes. Yes. Um, which again, I don't have any context for what the end of last season was and what her behavior was and like everything. Um, so I mean, is she supposed to be like kind of a blue blood? Yes. Okay. So the first episode is like her fiance leaves her at cheers. Like something happens to where she's left at cheers and then the fiance like runs off on her. Okay. And so she's just sitting there the whole time and it's like, no, he'll be back. And then it's like, she realizes she's come to depend on him and she doesn't want to fall back to wherever her parents are. So she ends up staying in Boston and getting a job at Cheers. Okay. But she's very out of place there as a, right. like you said, as a blue blood. And she, um, she probably like, didn't really have a job ever before then. And it's right. like working at a bar. Yeah. I mean, yes. I have to say everything she said in this episode when Boggs, the chauffeur, is dropping her off at home um, and stuff. And oh, she's God. saying how like, you know, uh, she's like, you know, t- tell mummy I'll call her or something. He's like, oh, well, she wouldn't like that. And she's like, you're right. Um, well, she can write to me or no, I'll just write to her. Or maybe we'll just, you know, run into each other on the street. And I was like, oh, this all. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm picking up what she's putting down. <laughs> I'm getting I mean, a read on who she is. The Crane boys before Daphne had a type. <laughs> it was like well-to-do kind of women who only know how to be rich. Yes, yes. So so that's that's her background, but the whole idea is is coach goes to get her to help bring Sam off Sam back in the fold. Sam is like hooking up apparently with all sorts of women. Carla doesn't like it because he keeps running off waitresses. Yes. He comes in with like two baton twirlers and he's like, I stole him from a parade. And he's wearing the most like middle school, uh high school play version of like a bum outfit it's like a big old trench coat and like a like a a trilby almost or not even a trilby but like a fedora he just looks like he like and he looks like he's got like that burnt cork beard you'd put on like a kid in in a play (laughs) like it did not look real like it just looked it was the most ridiculous outfit like he looked like he was either like a, a, a a drunk pi or like a bum but like, like I'm pretty sure I wore that outfit in like as like a Skid Row, yeah, all of the extra in in Little Shop of Horrors, yeah. <laughs> it was it so, was ridiculous. I, I wrote down that mid '80s Ted Danson was a looker, though. I was like, was oh he, yeah, I was like, was he a heartthrob around this time? Because I could see that. <laughs> Yes, I think he was. I think some of it, I think he was actually also going through alcohol issues. Um, and, but he, yeah, like that's the whole point of the show is Norm and Cliff are always like, oh, tell us about all of your, all of your wild catting, uh, <laughs> Sam, which was the weird scene where Cliff's like, I wish he'd let me watch or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, so Norm is married to Vera, who we never see. Yes, yes. And Cliff is single. Doesn't he at one yes. point wind up married to like a mail order bride? 
Ah, uh, that sounds familiar. I, okay. I could believe that. Vera, there's in the Thanksgiving episode, I'm talking about the whole big thing was Vera was actually going to be the one family that came to this Thanksgiving. And she comes and they start having a food fight. They throw a pie and then like it hits Vera off screen and she walks in and you can't see her face because she's mm-hmm. got covered in pie. But it's the same Marius thing where like you never yeah. actually see her. Um, I found myself a just you mentioned kind of the like setup joke setup joke i still yeah. found the jokes to be hilarious in this i so, some the, of them i was laughing out loud yeah the laurel one-liners were flying so fast at one point i was just like i can't write them down anymore i just kept being you know, i kept doing the like chortle where you're just like ah! and then just well, out of, and, and like two minutes later i was like ah! well diane had a very like frasiery line at one point when they were going back and forth kind of making fun of each other where she said uh, your brain could find shelter in the shade of a snow pea to Sam, which to me felt very like a, a Niles quip. Yes, yes, that was a that was a good um, that was a good uh, pick. I, I'm glad you brought up Niles because to me, so much of Fraser's mannerisms, so many of Fraser's mannerisms, I should say, were Niles esque. Yes, like just a lot of the physical comedy that he did a lot of the time and just the expressions and things. I was like, I wonder if David Hyde Pierce watched like early mm. episodes of cheers. I, I don't, maybe later episodes. I don't know how much Kelsey Grammer changed the character, but yeah. I think he gets more like the Frasier we know later, but you know, especially when it's there's, you know, there's basically th- this is how it works is you've got Frasier as Diane's fiance. You've got Frasier kind of on his own. Then you get, then, then, um, Lilith comes in Mm -hmm. and they're kind of this, this real well-to-do couple. Mm -hmm. And then I think they break up near the end and like Fraser kind of starts doing that thing. He does. I think sometimes a Fraser where he's like, Oh, I'm going to become a real salt of the earth. And this is my, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm -hmm. where he's trying to be something he's not. So I think for a long time, he's very much like the rich couple that like feels like they're slumming it by coming down into, into cheers all the time. Yeah. Yeah, or it feels almost like maybe Cheers is kind of where they can be themselves. They can let all their airs drop a little bit. Yeah. Um, I I wrote down, Um, I feel like Carla is a little bit of a precursor for Roz. Oh, Carla's great. Carla's, Carla's, do you know she had a, there was a spinoff, another oh. spinoff of Cheers, specifically about her family. She wasn't in it, but there was a show called The Tortellis, which was like her husband, Dan Hedaya. Oh, uh, love who like went and like it was him and his family lasted one season didn't do well but it was another spinoff of cheers um wow well yeah i i really enjoyed her in that i mean kind of without the i don't want to say sex appeal of Roz, but kind of w- without yeah that, you do that's uh, what with, you meant <laughs> kind of without that well she's it was obvious that like and i guess maybe because carla was married and had kids and stuff but that it was that carla was not also like oh, I'm like a woman about town and things, but the way she could kind of dish it out to them and the way she could be very eye-rolly to all of them, I was like, this feels like a little bit of Roz was based on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the rough and tumble, like, she's, Carla's great, and I love how much she hates Diane. Yes. <laughs> and I love how, like, everyone in the bar is afraid of her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, what a good, strong female character yes. to have on this show. Yes. Um, and also, but also not to have her be like, I mean, like she's married with kids. Like she's not a spinster who's out here like, oh, I'm, you know. She, she, I think like her, her her husband's generally thought of as deadbeat and sometimes like they're separated. But she's got like the idea is she's got like 
a ridiculous amount of kids. Doesn't like, she have you a know, baby some... at some point on the show. I think so. I think yeah, so. That seems right. Um, um oh, one thing that I was like, oh, this is the eighties. Is that there's like a phone kept under the bar that they answer. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, that doesn't, that doesn't really that they have to pull out to show you, like, this is where the the, the telephone is. Yes, yes. Well, uh, I I want to go into this episode a little bit more, uh, Laurel. But the thing the thing that's a little different about this this uh, episode we're doing here is people don't realize we have pulled in uh, a tele- speaking of telephones a telephone system uh, so that we can take some calls. In fact. The, the 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 we're lighting up right now, so I'm just gonna take one if that's okay with are, you. Are you gonna be our Roz and say we have so and so from Salt Lake City? I think we've got Kyle on the line. Kyle, uh, uh, Kyle from think, Houston. Yes, thank you for calling. Uh, we're listening. Hello, uh, Laurel and Ryan. This is number one show listener slash fill in host one time slash everyone's favorite guest Kyle. Uh, calling to congratulate you on hitting the 100th episode of Craniacs. Who knew it would last this long? We said the same thing about Frasier in 2003. Um, so as I just stated, my name's Kyle. I'm friends with Laurel um, and and also now Ryan, and I am a huge Craniacs uh, listener, a huge Craniac Um it, it's interesting because I've seen a lot of sitcoms and Frasier is not really a uh, part of my life other than I listen to y'all's show uh, to hear what you think about Frasier. Uh, I don't find myself thinking about Frasier really ever. And now that I've seen it, I don't plan on rewatching it, though I enjoyed it uh, while it was on. So, um <clears throat> You know, the, the, the way it's still part of my life is that I listen to you guys and, and enjoy your, uh, banter and chemistry and, uh, and hearing and reliving parts of Frasier that I thought were good and bad. Uh, so couple questions. One, do you guys think you'll make it to 200? And two, are we ever going to have a live uh, a Craniacs live episode where we can all meet in Austin, the third best city in Texas after Dallas, after Houston. Um, and we can record live and we can ask questions and do games and audience participation. Cause I think that would be great. And I would definitely be in. So congrats again on 100 eps. Uh, I have listened to almost all of them and that's more of a commentary on me than it is on you. And, uh, I hope that you guys continue listening until the end of the show have a great weekend bye well thank you for calling kyle i, I he hung up before he could answer our questions that's so strange i, I know i know he must have been going through like a dead zone i know? guess so yeah going under a tunnel um first of all i don't th- i don't know if 200 episodes lines up with the math yeah i mean I, we would have to have a lot of interim episodes where we talked about other fraser adjacent things um or cut it down to one episode of fraser per episode of the podcast so because we're already in season eight, and we're at a hundred. <laughs> yes, this is this is not the avenue where we'll have this discussion. But once we've watched all of Frasier, like I don't know what the next step of this podcast is. Do we watch uh, Boss? Is the only uh, other free, other Kelsey Grammer TV show I know about the two season star political uh, drama <laughs> starring Kelsey Grammer? You know, by I, I don't math- know. We have a few years before we need to cross that bridge. Yes. So let's just 
Yeah, we'll we'll worry about it then. And we'll we'll get back to it. Um, As for a live episode, you know, if if there was if if enough people call the new the the new hotline, let me put it out there while we're here. Uh, Oh wait, no, that's Tara's number. Hold on, let me find the (laughs) that was telling me who called. Let's not give everyone Tara's number. Um, if anyone wants to call us uh, at uh, Seattle area code 206-657-6986 and let us know, do you want a live episode? Maybe that's something, I, I, whereas I'm not sure we could get enough people to do one live, like certainly throwing one out on Twitch and having people do uh, questions or something is, is is possible. Something we've been talking about on uh, the other podcast and uh been thinking of so maybe that's possible out there if people are, I mean, are into that yeah i also feel like austin is a kind of i mean a it is where both you and i live and also it is a more central place for many of our devoted fans who would be interested mm-hmm. in a live show so i could see us um i mean if anything four members of my family would be there so <laughs> well here's the other thing is i love how neither of us is worried about like oh we can't have a live show because you know too many people in a small space because we know it probably we will be able to social distance easily with the number of people who will actually we show could up host this in your garage <laughs> and driveway and there we fine. go <laughs> i mean i'm not thinking we're renting out a you know uh although it would be great to rent out a bar i i do i finally went to that fraser's bar fraser's like low and slow what did i know about this and i've just dumped the memory i haven't we talked about the fact that there's a bar called fraser's fraser's the z like f-a-r-a-z-i-e-r-s but i don't i think it's called fraser's low and slow it's a kind of a dive bar um kind of in the riverside neighborhood is it at all themed to fraser's or just have okay no no then yeah yeah like fraser um but I mean, we we could, you know, I'm sure they would be on a Monday night when nothing else is going on. They would let us record I a mean, live show there. Um, it's definitely an option. But yeah, you know, I don't. I mean, you know, Kyle, I think it's a great idea. I think we'll definitely we'll definitely think about it. We could sell some merch, mm. and um, <laughs> and then whatever we don't sell, guess what, family? That's what you're all getting for Christmas that year. And um, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> at, at the rate we're going. So do you know what episode of Frasier we're on? Like in terms of numbers, like are we on like the hundred and seventieth episode or like where are we? I, I'm I, yeah, I'm there. So we're like in the hundred and seventies. Okay, yeah, we're on season eight, episode ten. Okay, and how many episodes are there of Frasier? More than two forty. Oh. The last episode is two sixty four. Oh, okay. So we have like a hundred episodes to go. So we have good like, n- good night, Seattle. So we have like fifty more episodes of. Crime I was listening to this podcast where the one of the hosts apparently he had like a weird kind of ability slash parlor trick of you would throw a TV show at him and he could tell you the name of the last episode. Oh, I love because, that. Because they were all, he's like, it's such a weird thing. He's like, he's like, well, they all have this, like, it's a show blank check. I really enjoy where they do, um, director's filmographies. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, the, the, it started off as a podcast where they did like 10 episodes on just the Phantomist. It was a really weird start, but then they started doing like, we'll do, M. Night Shyamalan will do Spielberg after he gets his Oscar. We'll do this. Like, and they just mm-hmm. do those and they're interesting. But when he was talking about that, he's like, they all have this weird thing where they're all called like the end or this or blah, blah, blah. Like they all have very simple names. Cause he, cause they said, well, what about Frasier? And he was like, Oh God, I know it. And he sat there for like, but like an hour later into the podcast, he goes, good night, Seattle. And he just like screams it because mm-hmm. he was like, he's like, that's been killing me this whole time. I mean, he's right. That's like, I think the last episode of friends is called, Either the, the last one, one. The one. Yeah, the last one. You're right. The last yeah, yeah, one. Yeah. Yes. 
Um, yeah, they all have kind of. Uh, it's funny. Do you know the? Sorry, he did the West Wing. Do you know the West Wing? Tomorrow. Yes, he pulled that one out pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So this is kind of a where I'm a little bit of a savant about some things. My really my very favorite shows. I know their episode title. Like not all, but I know like a lot of the episode titles. Um, what do you think the last episode of Cheers is called? I have a theory, but. Uh, like bars closed, the one where they forget your name. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say. I was gonna say last call. Oh yes, that that's a better one. It is called One for the Road. Okay. Oh, okay. It's pretty good. Um. Well, I have a question for you based on something Kyle brought up. Okay. Yes. Do, do you have you since we've started doing this podcast? Do you ever just watch Frasier? Because I know yeah. you used to watch it all the time. You've never same. I was thinking about that because like I feel like people think I have a like they're like oh you must know all this stuff about Frasier and I'm like. I'm going through it and I'm analyzing it more than most people do, but like I wouldn't call myself like an expert or even like I, I'm a fan, but I'm not like the original term fanatic. Like I don't know a whole bunch about it. Right. And I think that's where it's and this is something I feel like doesn't happen anymore because we all and there's so much good TV now, but we don't rewatch series over and over again anymore, really. Like the West Wing and Gilmore Girls are probably the two most recent series that I have watched all the way through multiple times, but we just don't do that anymore. Like I love Parks and Rec. I've watched it through. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Other than the first time when I originally saw it, I've watched it through once. After other I've, than that, I've watched that one a bunch. But I'm also someone who likes to put on something while they're working. Mm-hmm. So I will, you know, if it's something I I need to do certain. Wor- There's certain shows that I'm like. I don't need to watch the show to know mm-hmm. what's going on. And Parks right. and Rec is one. Um, I'm more now. I use that time, especially, you know, during the pandemic when I, I just kind of have to always have something on in the background. I used that time to catch up on shows I never watched. That's how I got into Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, um, did you did you finish that? Um, no. Speaking of last episodes, I went to go press play on the most recent episode. And I happened to read the synopsis right before I did. And I went, oh, no. Because <laughs> I was like, this looks like the series finale. And sure enough, there's no more episodes. And I was like, well. Not watching that right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is, it is, it's very good. And it's also got, it's not nearly as like, Parks and Rec End, I think, was like, if you love this character, we're going to really squeeze every tear out of Mm -hmm. your eye. If you love this character. And I don't think it's exactly like that, but it was really good. Mike Shure does really good. Like, he he does a very good job of like, they're very fan servicey, but they're also like, we know they're fan servicey. We know this is what you want from this show. Yes. And yeah. also, I feel like Mike Sure loves all the characters as much as we do. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, I want to see, like, I don't, I don't want to leave any unanswered questions. I always say, like, I mean, Parks and Rec to me didn't have a last episode. It had a season long last episode because the whole yeah, season yeah, yeah, yeah. wraps up so many things. Um, but, and then, yeah, just uh, Parks and Rec. What more? Let's talk specifically about like the oh my god that's Frasier moment because there's a whole scene where Diane comes back and is like trying to convince uh, Sam you know you you need to you 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 have a problem blah 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 and there's a new extra kind of walking around the bar and us from the future know that that is Kelsey Grammer aka Frasier Crane but like if you're just watching it he just looks like some guy sitting at the bar yes. Well, and that's what I I was watching, and I kind of was like, I mean, they did a great job with it, that only because I obviously know Kelsey Grammer for a second, I was like, oh, who's that person that's kind of oddly like in this camera shot? And then I was like, oh, that's Kelsey Grammer. And then they kind of just didn't go back to him in the shot for a while. And I was like, 
I think that was Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> I, I clocked him immediately because Sam comes out of his office in the back and he's like leaning up against the wall there. And I was like, oh, there he is. Like, there he's here. Oh, I might have like sneezed at that point or something. <laughs> oh, okay. Blinked. Because it was. It was a blink and miss it. But I was like, yeah. oh, there's Kelsey. Um, I think it's interesting that they, well, let's talk about his look. Cause again, he's 29. He's a baby in this and like he is his hair. He doesn't have that like long hair he had in season one or two, but it's not short cropped like it is now. He looks like such a string bean. He looks just like a tall drink <laughs> yeah, of water. He, he looks more like Niles than he does when yes. like later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, that's what I'm saying. The whole time I was like, I feel like I'm seeing Niles. I feel like they did such a good job of picking David Hyde Pierce because I feel like they must have just like looked at their, mm-hmm. like at Kelsey Grammer's early Cheers photos and be like, oh, okay, let's find a guy who looks like this. I also wrote down that like the way his voice was different was that the tone of his voice and like the cadence of his voice. Uh, he hadn't was... quite found it yet. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense. I mean, also at this point, I don't know. And I would be really interested to know, did he know this was going to become a regular or was it like, Oh, we're going to have you on for like, we're going to sign you for six episodes. And then we're just kind of see how it goes. I think he's, he was, it was, he wasn't in the, he wasn't in the credits. No. Cause they, I I remember when I pulled up season three of I of Wikipedia they had him listed but let me let me look and see the first first episode Frasier first Cheers first episode he's like in the cast breaking in is hard to do it says nineteen ninety that can't be right I don't know I'll try and find when he's like literally and it will put it up somewhere but like yeah he's i i know i now i knew this was a recurring role for he i knew he i was uh a four at this moment (laughs) you were not alive if i'm correct um but uh he knew he was in it for a while as a recurring character i don't know if he knew it was going to turn but he does have guest star cadence as opposed to like regular cadence you know what i'm saying like I feel like when you have a guest star, especially back then, like they kind of were just like, hi, I'm here and I'm doing my lines and there we go and move on to the next thing. But like, he didn't sound like Fraser. He just sounded like some dude coming in and doing a shrink. Yes. So where do we want to go from here with this? With this? Um, well, and so I'm a little torn because I kind of want you to tell me Fraser's trajectory in Cheers, but now I'm kind of like... I'm okay with like watching Cheers. And well, the good news is I don't trajectory. know. Oh. Yeah, the good news is I don't exactly know his trajectory. Like, I, I think what I told you is the most of what I know is like he's gets you know uh, Diane stands him up at the altar, which he's talked about in Frasier, and then mm-hmm. like the next year he's still hanging around the bar. Like, you know, that's a weird thing, and that's mostly just me. Is like I distance myself. I have distanced myself in the past, so you know totally from ex-girlfriends and things i can't imagine being like well i'm just gonna hang out in this bar still that my ex used to used to, like works at and still like most of her friends are at but, well but are they her friends like carla hates her sam's her ex i don't I think Norman the, cliff are like oh our friend diane i mean that's the show is like they're the closest things to friends she has so. well that's why i feel like they're the closest thing fraser has to friends you know? possibly possibly but i think he gets lilith at some point i don't know maybe maybe one of our listeners who's you know I, I, frankly i you know this might be a good time to bring in from from downstairs our local cheers i, I well i was gonna say for some reason i thought you'd see more of cheers because i knew tara was a big cheers fan so i thought that maybe just We've been doing this podcast now for three and a half years. I thought maybe you caught some cheers with her over the past, you know. Well, it was, again, 
let me let me let's let's bring on a surprise special guest give me one second so we're here we're here we've brought on a special guest um tara we say hello this is my lovely wife tara hello listeners yes you remember her from the uh Gosh, what episode was that? It was a long time ago. I don't remember, but it's the one where Rosencrantz was... and Guildenstern are it not, was not are not dead or something like that. Yes. Yeah, it was Roz. Go mm-hmm. right. It was Roz. She was working in. at a senior citizen like mm-hmm. home. Now we decided for this hundredth episode that we were going to watch the first uh ep- the two first two episodes with Fraser and Cheers. Mm. And we've been talking a little bit about his that, and if you remember the one, the thing I remember the most is the crow, the crow croquette croquet. How do you say that croquet. word? Croquet. When he meets Diane. When he meets yeah. Diane. Yeah. Our question is, <laughs> what is his trajectory through the show in general? If you can kind of map him from that to to Frasier, because I remember it's like the first season, Diane dumps him at the altar. Mm-hmm. And then does he just hang around the bar for a while? I truly don't remember. You know my memory is okay. garbage. So I don't really remember. I just remember like then all of a sudden he's there. Like he comes. <laughs> that, that's how. But here's yeah. the thing. I don't necessarily think that means your memory is garbage. I think that just might be you've accepted him as a wa- as as a viewer. Yeah, I feel just, like, just part I feel of the like bar. he comes on and then eventually you meet Lilith. I can't remember how him and Lilith meet. I'm sure they talk about it on Cheers, how they meet, but eventually she comes into the yes. bar every so often, but he comes in by himself and with Lilith. I thought she was like a full-on member of the cast for like a season or two before. She's in there a good yeah, amount, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I do feel like he comes in on his own as well. Yes. I think yes. there's times before and after Lilith, because he divorces or separates from Lilith before the end of the show, correct? Yes, because she wants to, there's like some weird storyline. She meets a guy and like goes and lives in a, a like controlled environment. Yeah, she goes and lives in like a biodome. <laughs> yeah. So like, I know that like, that's a thing. That, but. that tracks. And that makes sense. I feel like we hear some snippets of that in Frasier. Um, but so I was, uh, spoiler Tara for the beginning of this episode. I really want to watch Cheers now. Yeah. After watching these two episodes, I just, I don't know. I found it funny and endearing. Like I, I already have like a tie for a favorite character, which is Norm and Carla. Like oh, Carla's yeah. great. Carla's one of my favorites. She, she only gets better. Like she's, she's so good. I, I don't think there are any bad characters on Cheers. I'm not a big fan of Christy Alley's character. I was going to say, yeah, things, the dynamics change a little bit when Christy Alley, Christy, well, Christy, Christy Alley comes it, in. Because they bring and her on. And not that it's on, bad. It's just different. I, my, part of it is I don't like her as a person now. Well, She's got terrible politics. Yeah. But the other thing is they bring her on as like a new um, love interest. Say again? Doesn't she buy the bar? Yes. Okay. And then she's and a she, love interest for Sam. And then that kind of just goes away. And I like that they don't try and make that happen again as mm-hmm. like one of the only two women on the show. Yeah. I think by the last episode, maybe Diane either comes back or says something. Like, but by the I remember in the last episode, she is not romantically linked to Sam at all. There is no even like I feel like she has another love interest, a guy who has a lot of money and yeah. he's British or he's European of some 
Again, my oh, memory is foggy yes. on it. Because they mention it in Frasier when Sam comes back to, when he visits Frasier in Seattle, he asked, Frasier asks him about, like, Rebecca, was that her name? That sounds yeah. right. Yeah, that sounds right. About, like, oh, he's like, oh, she moved to wherever. And he's like, oh, no, that didn't work out. And she's back at the bar. And he's like, oh, she's working at Cheers. He goes, no, she's just back at the bar. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think that's, yeah, Carla, you find, I mean, you find out more about everybody's backstories. The only one you never meet is similar to yeah. Uh, oh gosh, what's Vera. Niles' wife's name? Maris. Maris. Maris, because you never meet Maris, mm. right? Yeah. Well, you don't even no. see Maris. You, you see, see Vera when Vera, the pie see, hits her. Yeah, in the face. but you still don't see her face, so you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a similar bit in Cheers. Well, do you have any any favorite Frasier in Cheers or Frasier and Frasier memories you want to share or anything? You can say no. I don't know. That's I don't why. That's spot. why. I mean, I'll I'll share. I tried to call in, and then I got I, know. I got I got nervous and couldn't think of anything. But I, it's really hard to call famous people. I understand. It really it's, is. It yes, can really. It gives a lot of pressure for sure. But you know, I like to think that I'm just as down to earth as the next person. Exactly. So. <laughs> uh, no, I think. I feel actually by virtue of the fact that we have a podcast, we make our we try to get our friends to listen to, and it now a number you can call that puts us. A, like less down to earth than most of our <laughs> friends. <laughs> but we are those people who like make our friends listen to it, you know? So. Yeah. Uh, I would say, I I don't, I mean, I love Cheers when I watch it. Part of me is like, do I need to rewatch it? Because I now forget everything mm. about it. But there, I am really excited if you start watching it. I'd love to hear what you think if you give it a go and start watching it. But I. Just remember really enjoying it. I love when Woody comes on. I mean, I love um, Coach. Coach, but Woody adds a whole new fun dynamic to the group, too. And I feel like Cheers is an example of a show that brings on new regulars who actually don't hinder the show. Like, the show is not jump the shark after Woody comes on. The show doesn't jump the shark. At least, I, I feel like I don't hear that after Kirstie Alley joins. Because mm-hmm. um, yeah. the show kept going for a long time and everything, and... I mean, that, that just doesn't happen a lot, especially in older sitcoms. They weren't as good at meshing new characters in. Mm-hmm. Right, right. It was... And I think we talk about it on, I think I've talked about it with you guys on one of these episodes where the only thing that doesn't really track is Frasier's mom. How they mm-hmm. portray <laughs> Cause his it's... mom in Frasier versus how she's portrayed in Cheers yes. is very different. Because it's Livia mm-hmm. from, from The, the Sopranos. Sopranos. It's yeah, that it's actress. Marchand. In, yes. Yeah, in Cheers. And she's very intense and very protective of Frasier. And they just dote on her in Frasier versus Cheers. What? But I also feel like that's very accurate for... A, how people often view their parents and the way other people view their parents. That's true. And B, how you remember people after they're dead. Mm. Mm. That's, that yeah, that is very true. Yeah, thing. kind of making them, and well, to tie it back to Sopranos, Livy always talks about how her he husband, was she was a saint, and he's long dead, and he was not a saint to her when You he know was that's alive. why it's called the Many Saints of Newark? I never put that together. Oh, I never thought she's about talking, that either. It's the people who are... Uh, immortalized after, after their death. No, that yeah. makes sense. Anyway. I never thought about that. Well, another TV show sidetrack. Yes. But... Well, well, congratulations. Thank you so it's a big much. big accomplishment. 
Um, we, we, if you guys want to hear more of her beautiful voice, you can hear it on <laughs> Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries, and also maybe one day the Rocky Pod Boa cast with her and Possibly Joe. That could Joe. be coming. Yeah, it someday. might be a thing. Um, and Laurel's on one of our episodes too. So yes, the lady, and the lady. Us. I almost said lady and the champ. <laughs> You're the champ. He's the tramp. Lady and the <laughs> tramp episode. Yes. Well, and how many Princess Diaries episodes do y'all have? We're in the seventies. Yeah, I mean, yeah, y'all are have, gonna, you're going to come up on 100 pretty soon. You know, we have mini tales and then the, the bigger ones, too. Yes. So we have, like, a mix of stuff. But total, I think, is 70-something. Oh. But uh, Tara needs to get going because our dog is desperate, desperate for, for attention. attention. All right. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Thanks, Thank you Tara. for coming into the studio today. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I hope I was helpful. You were great. <laughs> As always. Um, one thing before, if we're wrapping up our cheer talk, one thing I do want to mention, you said you thought mental health wasn't portrayed super well. And I, one thing that I wrote down that I thought they did really well is when Diane's trying to get Sam to talk to somebody about his drinking and everything. And he kind of turns to Norm and Cliff, like, come on, can you believe this? And they kind of do like this quasi very subtle, like kind of intervention thing where they're yeah. like, you know, Sam, you know, I'm your, if I wasn't your friend, blah, blah, blah. And it was, I mean, it was so subtle, so appropriate for the eighties and everything. But I was like, this is actually like, this is really well done. It's not heavy handed. It doesn't bring the whole scene down. It felt very true. I think I just had the biggest problem with like everyone, like laying at Diane, like coach, especially being like, you got to come in and help. It's like, that's not her responsibility. I don't know. I, 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 I feel a lot looking back at this, that Diane gets a lot of like, Oh, what a crazy dame. And I'm like, you know, now and she like drove Sam to do all these things when she left him. And you're right. It's like, no, that none of that is her fault. And in general, they do it throughout the show where it is like that. You can see this to see there's a lot of old humor of like women are crazy. There's like a lot of jokes about like Norm. And then once in a while, Sam being like, oh, I guess I have to have sex with my wife. Like, it's like, oh, burr, burr. <laughs> what a terrible day. Or like Sam's like, oh, I had to sleep with Diane. Blah. Like, they're just a lot of weird jokes like that of like the old ball and chain type jokes that I was yeah. like. This is, you know, this didn't hold up, but I didn't like them holding their feet. So I'm, you know, as the uh, uh, noted feminist and ally yes. that I am, like, yes. I just want to say that I'm a good, a, a, no. The, the more it, woke person on this the, the most, exactly. No, but I like, just like, it just, I'm always very defensive of Diane because she is a loon in some cases, but I feel like sometimes she's driven to that by like the actions of everyone else telling her that she's a loon and a crazy I mean, I have to say, I didn't see any behavior from her in this show other than the croquet flashback that seemed odd in any way. I, I love the bit when she had a hard time saying Sam. Yes. She's yes. Like, Sam. Maybe this is what we should do. I feel like we've spent so much time talking about everything we liked and not so much Frasier at this point because he's well, not a big part of it. Like, he's a little bit of a joke. Yes, and but I think they tow uh they, they walk up a fine line, I think they do it well, with not making him the butt of a bunch of jokes. Like he has a breakthrough with Sam. You see like how he's yes. actually good at his job. He's not some quack psychiatrist and he seems like a decent guy because they make a lot of like, oh, you know psychiatry. Jokes. Yeah, his he seems it- like a his weird back and forth with Sam is almost like psychiatry in this process is confusing and hard, not necessarily you're quack and don't know what you're doing. Yes. Um, I do think it's funny that everyone immediately calls him Frazier. Like, no one's like, Dr. Crane, Dr. Crane. Like, everyone's so familiar with him. Yes, which makes me wonder if they kind of did that to already 
be like maybe they were already kind of like yeah. let's just see if this guy can mesh in and then we get have another regular on the show I, I i do wish i'd been in the writer's room when they were talking about bringing on a new regular because i think this is probably the first new regular cast member a mm-hmm. main cast that they brought on since the show started it's just season three just like what what were they like what dynamic do we need to have yeah what kind of role will this person play that we don't already have in the show so. well because they had they tried some things before the, the the one thing that sticks out to me is they had harry anderson as like a regular not a regular like recurring role where he was a because harry anderson do you know harry anderson uh from night court i was about to say was he in night court yeah yes. he was also a magician like he's he's a good magician okay. so he would come on and it was always the whole bit and like i think he was only in season one he might have been season two too but his whole bit was he would come in and like grift people for money or free drinks mm-hmm. and it would always be like magic based and it was like he'd like play pool with someone and make the balls disappear and or do some like bar tricks some of them not necessarily magic just kind of like like setting people up so that he could then like skedaddle with the money or whatever um mm-hmm. especially coach like he used to do it to coach all the time so he'd come in and Sam I forgot what his name I think it was Harry the Hat but anyway, I think that's the closest they came to doing people. And then, you know, Woody was kind of out of necessity. Rebecca came in after Diane left. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, You know, they started having some of the extras at the bar have more lines and eventually become characters, but not mm-hmm. full-on characters. Yeah, not main cast. Yeah. Like, I remember by the... Uh, by the last episode... Because the last episode, I don't... It's like, I think Woody's running for politics or something they're all watching something on tv and it key i remember distinctly the shot from the tell like the television up at the corner of the bar that was them looking down and it's like everybody around norm and uh cliff in that area of the bar like now have lines and names and like have been on the show a few times like whenever they grab random people from the bar it's those guys that they're they have actual names mm-hmm. um well, I just oh go ahead. I, mean, I, w- I was just gonna say we'll just have to see if like this becomes a new show that I just like put on in the background and stuff. Because um, when you were talking about do you ever just watch Frasier, the times when I used to just watch Frasier was a when I had over the air TV, and b Frasier's <laughs> yeah. on in reruns all the time, and it is still on in reruns on like Hallmark Channel late at night and stuff. I don't have cable, so I don't watch that. But like when I visit people like Leah, for example, Frasier will come on while I'm there, and yeah. like we might watch an episode or two. So that's probably the only time I've really watched Frasier or honestly, my parents and I, back when it was still on Netflix, we would often, I think it's before we were recording Craniacs. We would often just put on an episode of Frasier. We'd have our favorites that we would put on when I was home visiting. Well, Laurel, I, I hate to interrupt you, but we our our lines are lighting up once again. So I thought I heard the phone ring. I did. And we've got just another, another call from, uh, uh, from this time from Jessica, Jessica. Hello. We're Jessica listening. Dallas? Yeah. Yes, Jessica in Dallas. We're listening. Hello, Craniacs. This is Jessica. I was a guest host for the season eight premiere, The Dish Ran Away with the Spoon. And I just wanted to say happy Craniacs Day. Or is it Merry Craniacs Day? I can never remember. But either way, congrats to Laurel and Ryan on reaching 100 episodes. Not sure they would make it quite this far, but they have, and they're doing an awesome job. Keep it coming, guys. But I just wanted to share a little bit as far as what Frasier reminds me of. It takes me back to the 90s and the plaid and the coffee scene that was exploding. And I always think of Niles and Frasier 
at Cafe Nervosa. And at first, I thought that was really funny and everything. But then my mom started working at a Starbucks, and then I, too, started working at a Starbucks. And it's not quite as funny anymore when you really do deal with these obnoxious know-it-alls who are really picky about how much nutmeg or cinnamon are in their lattes. So, yeah, that, that unfortunately, that's one aspect of Frager that's kind of ruined for me now. But there's still plenty of wonderful things to enjoy about the show and about your guys' awesome podcast. Thanks so much again for having me on, and definitely going to keep on listening. Here's to the next 100 episodes. Bye, y'all. Oh, my gosh. Always wonderful to hear from Jessica. Uh, yes. I would say a favorite guest yes. of, of ours. Um, you know why? Because I... she didn't come on and say, your favorite guest, unlike Kyle, who, <laughs> who came out with a bold claim. Um, I mean, uh, you know, I, I see Kyle see him over Zoom every Tuesday, and it is always just a, a pleasure and a joy. So, um, but I, I think Jessica makes such a good point that so much of what I think the subtle humor in Frasier at that time was their very uppity, high maintenance coffee orders. And now that is so mainstream. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Also, I don't think I I don't know that you know Starbucks took over. Starbucks. I remember when I was a kid and we went to Seattle and it was like there's this place in Seattle called Starbucks and you can yes. only get in. I was like, oh wow. And I and I don't drink like, coffee, but it was like a status thing when I was in yeah. high school and college. Like, oh, if you were walking around with a Starbucks cup, it's like that was a Starbucks cup. But you and I live in Austin, and it's like Starbucks. Was there not a local coffee shop you couldn't support? Do you have a local coffee shop? You <laughs> I do. I, I have talk several. Up? Yeah, depending on like where I am and like how fast I need it. Like I have one that I go to for work. That's right across from the parking garage I park in. I have one. If I've like have a little bit of time to spare, they do text ahead. Mm-hmm. So I will text, but then I have to actually go inside and pay. And I'm like, Oh, so I have to have a little bit of time for that. I have a drive through one close to me that I go to. Um, all these are just local coffee places. So we used to go to summer moon until we found out their politics are bad. I remember you sharing about their politics. Yeah, I haven't looked at the politics of any of mine, um, any of my regulars, but um, I mean, I'm always down for a new local coffee shop, you know, love shopping local, mm-hmm. supporting local and everything. But I, um, at one point, I do have to share, I had a Starbucks order circa 2012 that was similar to Niles' low-fat, low-fat half-caps, no-foam latte. Um, <laughs> nutmeg, 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 no, it inflames the stomach lining. It was a... Um, Blonde ro- a grande blonde roast in a venti cup, two pumps of hazelnut, and then three fingers of skim milk, and then a, just a splash of half and half. <laughs> okay. So it was like, get get a blonde roast in a venti cup, a grande in a venti cup, so you had room. Because they'd sometimes be like, if they give you a grande and say, do you want to leave room? Well, then you're not even getting a full grande, because they're only filling it part of the way to leave room for cream. So you got to get a grande no. in a venti cup and then fill it almost to the top with skim milk and then just a splash of half and half to get some creaminess in it. I'm and two pumps of hazelnut. Not laughing because what I think you're doing is unreasonable because I think with these things that you order time and time again, you get these very specific. Like I like it this way. That's part of why you you go to this place or you go somewhere mm-hmm. and you want a very specific order. I'm I'm also trying to think of because I know I have something like this. I just don't drink coffee. 
Mm-hmm. Like, but I know I've been somewhere where I have like a food item that I'm like, I wanted a very specific way. Probably, you know, something like Chipotle or some like counter service mm-hmm. where you're like, I want this very, the big thing I know for a while was the trick was going to Chipotle and going, when they go, do you want extra meat? You're like, no, just regular amount of meat. And then once they put it on there, you go, you know what? No, I do want double meat. And it was a trick because they'll always put more meat on that way. If you say flat out, I want double meat, they'll just get a one bigger scoop. Oh, that's, mm. that's a good life hack. There you go. It's um, a good life hack for Chipotle. So <laughs> they don't I... do it anymore. It's like apparently it got around. It was like it got around to company <laughs> policy. With I knew well, a lot of people who were doing it. There. Uh, so again, not to go back to Duffy's my cheers, but they had <laughs> a coleslaw. I hate coleslaw, but they had a coleslaw that was not mayo based. It was vinegar based, and it was just it was so good. It was like tart and crispy, and I just really liked it and like crunchy and. Because the coleslaw can be so soggy. And, well, um, that's the thing I've heard is if it's just vinegar based, it's slaw. If it's col, it's uh, coleslaw is the is the mayonnaise. Oh, okay. Well, and I I've say, heard I that somewhere. I don't know. They, that's... they may have just called it slaw. I don't remember. Yeah. But anyway, it was only a side on one item. It was like if you got this like quarter roasted chicken, it was a it was a side only for that. Mm. And I, because you know I went there every Tuesday and other days too. I would be like, "Hi, can I like have that?" And and for the side, can I have the slaw that comes with the chicken? To the point that the owner came over to me once and was like, "Just so you know, I've made the slaw as a as a button on the sides part for the like order system." And he I wonder was like, if your I wonder if your face like, was up in the back somewhere, like a picture. Like, this bitch. <laughs> Like you with like the happiest look on her face and they're all just like, (laughs) she always wants her slaw and she always wants her tequila ginger ale with bunch of limes. (laughs) (laughs) Tequila and ginger ale? Tequila ginger ale. Yeah. Hmm, Or I would do tequila soda, flash of ginger ale, lots of limes. (laughs) So it would come. Low fat, no cap. Say it again. Low fat, no cap. I'm sorry. Half calf, low fat, no foam latte. Yes. Half calf, low fat, no foam latte. Um, but my my drink glass would look like a flower because the lines would just be lining it to the point that on Tuesdays Aww. I think they would really just start to make it once I walked in. They would be like, "Oh, there's there's tequila ginger ale, girl. Let's just go ahead and get some lines <laughs> ready for her." I'm telling you, like this is what's so beautiful about having a Cheers. They know you. It's I mean, it's so touching. And then they moved locations, and I stopped going. That's just what I'm. Th- it's just been so long since I've had a place. I mean, especially with the pandemic and everything, I just started yes. drinking at home. Well, I, I I had grand plans to have my own version of Cheers here in Austin, and that place that you and Tara and I went that time before I lived here, when I was still interviewing for my job. To watch the SMU game. Um, oh, uh, post local, local, local post. post. Well, no need to remember the name. It closed this spring. So, oh, um, and I had gone there like a handful of times, and I was like, well, maybe this could be. Nope. Well, they closed. So I will say that place. I feel like there's places, especially during the pandemic, probably suffered from the. It's not that this place isn't doesn't do business. It's huge, and I've never seen it full. Y- yes. So like. I went there pre-pandemic a few times on like weekend afternoons and it was busy. I wouldn't say yeah. full, but busy. Right. Um, last time I went there was February, like went out on like the patio and everything after the winter storm. And yeah, no, it was like dead, mm-hmm. but also the winter storm had just happened. So I will say the uh, Nashville hot chicken place next door to it, Tumble 22, mm-hmm. which is real good. They opened one of those out here that does drive through. They opened an old PDQ. I think PDQ is probably one of the worst places I've ever eaten. I hate it. But like they opened a total 22. And they, that. It's, it's like 
it stands for something. I say it stands for pretty darn crappy with a Q, but it's like, it was like, it was like something, something quality. And it's like a chicken place and they're just not good. But that's open up here. There's a moonshine up here. Jack Allen's is opening up here. Via three one three is opening up here in Cedar Park. Oh, Via three one three. A Round Rock Donuts is opening out over here. Oh my gosh! It's a just place where, to be. Where you live is just yeah. I mean, and that's what I'm saying. I just go. Off. I just. Why would I ever have a Cheers? I've got my home. I'll get all that food, take it home, and make myself a nice uh, rye and ginger ale. <laughs> there, there you go. There you go. Um. Do we have anything else before we want to wrap this one up? I don't I don't think so, but also I, I just feel like we can't I feel like we gotta really end our hundredth episode on like a really <sighs> like I uh, mean, also I might have drinking close to a bottle of Prosecco now. Oh my goodness, Laura. No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. There's two glasses left in here. I just kinda kept pouring. That's like half. That's not bad. No, 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 no. It's You're fine good. For You're good. Day. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> also, I do chug, I do want to apologize to the craniacs for the delay in in between episodes i just think this is the longest perhaps we've gone yes i yeah i had a super busy september and then i don't think you i don't think you know this then i got shingles oh my <laughs> gosh are you okay i i am okay now yes um but you look over... shingles is is a skin thing right no it is not fun fact. see that's the thing because because laurel you're glowing okay, and i don't want to <laughs> um, uh not pregnant folks not that oh kind of sorry yes yeah, not like, like roz roz you have a glow about you um yeah. No, so it is actually a nervous system um, thing because what happens is, okay, folks, here's like shingles 101 real quick because uh, I think most of our listeners probably had chicken pox because we were of that generation that did not get vaccinated. And mm-hmm. once you've had chicken pox, then you can get shingles because the virus is in you and it's just dormant. And so then it resurfaces when you are older as shingles. And what it is is it lies dormant in your nervous system, like literally in your brain and your spinal cord. And then what it does is a, a nerve gets like the virus and gets inflamed and it just wakes up. And what happens is like your whole, that whole nerve is just freaking out. And then the skin on top of that nerve ends up mm-hmm. um, reacting as well. So, well, I think that's the perfect way to end this episode. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I would just like to tell, cause I feel like many of our listeners are age 50 or over. And that is when you are eligible for the shingles vaccine. Mm. And uh, please go and get it. If you have not don't, I had a, what well, I have what I consider a mild case of shingles. It was caught early. I got on appropriate antiviral meds and everything, but like, the photos I saw on Google when I Googled shingles are terrifying. I did not look like that. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's don't. My, my people have like years long, like after like effects from it. And I am hopefully not one of those people. So like, don't. My therapist got some like a while ago, but like he had to cancel a session because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, oh my goodness. I, 50 and I over, huh? So a mere 10 years away from yours truly, huh? indeed indeed yes i uh yeah my my doctor also said i was like am i not eligible because i've had like because now i've had shingles can i like get it and she was like no because actually now that you've had it that's almost like another vaccine because now your body is very aware of that virus and your immunity has just been like re-upped oh my gosh laurel i'm I'm so sorry you know i i was so i was so luckier than a lot of people i'm also this is where it pays to be a person who goes to the doctor any little sign of something where you're like huh which for me was back pain um huh, and, like back really? pain and like and my um and the skin over on my back burning without any sort of like damage to the skin like there was no scratch or anything and i was like what's happening um, oh my goodness and then my doctor was like this could be shingles call me if you get a rash and then two days later i was like hi <laughs> <laughs> about that rash um 
but yeah, so just saying, you know, don't, don't mess with shingles. Also, since I've started telling people about it, the number of people our age, well, I'm sorry, you're older than me, my age. Who <laughs> All right. Wooden- okay. Like <laughs> I didn't jump up a decade. I'm, I, for the listeners, I turned 40 in a, a less than a week. And like, it's all of a sudden, it feels like everybody was like, oh yeah, you're my age, you're my age. And as soon as I'm like, oh yeah, I'm 40 soon. Everyone's like, you're old, <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> Ancient. Like, Tell me what it was like when you were growing up. Like, um, well, when I was sitting around listening to my phonograph. Anyway, the number of people in our age group who you. have said, oh, I had shingles too. Like it is apparently more prevalent now in our age group because most people younger than us haven't had chicken pox because they got the vaccine. So we're not exposed to chicken pox as often, so our immunity is weakening. Mm. So apparently it is happening. It's recurring more in people our age. So especially now that you are... <clears throat> Elderly. <laughs> older. Um, you know, just keep that in the back of your mind. My my aunt said something like, your youth is departing or something. And I was like, jeez, Janet. <laughs> but I mean, here's the... I, I know the whole like, 60 is the new 40 and everything and all that, but like, I remember when I was younger, like probably like in high school or something, I was like, oh my gosh, when I'm in my mid thirties, like I, I like the prime of my life will have passed, you know, obviously I will, I will have children and I will own a home and I will be basically lame. Let's put it that way. And I'm, and it's like, oh gosh, that all like high school Laurel was very out of touch Mm -hmm. with how cool Laurel in her thirties was going to (laughs) be. Well, it's always funny to me because there's like people like for like watching this with Frazier and being like, he's 29 in this. And like, that's Mm -hmm. 11 years younger than me at this point. You know, I'm just like, oh my gosh. But I remember the real thing that really put like the, who I thought of as adults and like, you know kind of that concept of, of, of an adult was when I realized that like James Bond is younger than I am in the original, like Sean Connery, James Bonds. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, Oh no. Like for some reason that hit me harder than anything else. Cause like, that's a man to me. Like that is a mm-hmm. like, and then I'm like, Oh God, he's in his like early thirties when he's doing that. And I'm like, Oh geez. You know, I, there's a few different things that have like, collided for me in the past week one was a podcast i listened to where the podcast host took like listener questions and one of them was a woman was like when are you supposed to feel grown up she was in her late 20s she's like i'm in my late 20s i have a great job i she's like i'm single but i like own my condo and like i'm doing all these things and everything and people say to me i want to be you when i grow up and she's like i'm not grown up yeah she was just like when do when do you feel grown up (laughs) that and also there was this big long like instagram thread like you know the carousel um of posts that was about the weird you may have to bleep this out like the like time that our generation has of like what milestones we were supposed to hit when compared to previous generations but also like things that kept things from happening and like the reset and just like all these different things of like there is no where you're supposed to be right now according to your age because yeah like our generation is just like it's like they threw everything into like one of those spinning paint things that was like <laughs> i think ours is ours is the generation that it's just like we just gotta get like we just gotta get through this yeah we're just existing right now that's kind of how i feel um i we have gone on for quite a long time tonight so i feel like we need to kind of yeah. wrap this up i'm not exactly i'm glad we got off a of shingle talk and went into old age and 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 the forward <laughs> and, and march of time your life <laughs> but guys if you've if you've got uh thoughts you know about 
cheers about Frasier on cheers if you want to school us and how badly we messed up the the you know everything with cheers if you just want to call uh, want to let it want to say hi to uh wish us a happy 100th episode if you've got you know thoughts about the next 100 going forward first and if you've emailed us since the last episode we will get to it in the next one that's when we will take a look at our mailbag um because that will be a normal air quotes uh craniacs episode are they ever normal let's be honest they're not but but yeah if you want to get a hold of us uh we are craniacs at gmail.com that's c-r-a-n-e-i-a-c-s uh at craniacs on twitter uh craniacs a fraser podcast on facebook we now have a hotline for you to call in and that number is 206-657-6986 call us we are always listening um please rate review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get podcasts. Yes, anywhere you get podcasts, we will be there. Let us give us a review. Give us a four star or how many? Five star. Don't give us a four star review. My gosh. Uh, Again, I'm turning 40 soon, and the first (laughs) thing that goes is the memory. Give us a five star review, not a four star review. If you're thinking about giving us a four star review, Laurel, what would you say to those people? Friends, I'm so glad you've come to me for this (laughs) i have two recommendations 2.5 really two of them are netflix based one a limited series on netflix called made m-a-i-d which Mm. is based on a woman's memoir um it stars margaret qualley who is andy mcdowell's daughter andy mcdowell also has a recurring role in the series it is about a woman who leaves an abusive relationship with her daughter like flees in the middle of the night and um in order to get the appropriate social service help like you know from her local government um she has to get a job as a maid um so it's about so much more than just her being a maid for a maid service um but i'd never heard of margaret qualley i don't think i've ever seen her in anything and she carries this entire show and she's fantastic in it and like disappears into the role um i believe it's maybe 10 episodes like i said it's on netflix it's based on a woman's memoir so highly recommend that. Um, secondly, the second season of the Babysitter's Club TV show has come out on Netflix. There's a new listeners... Babysitter's Club? Okay, you're going to not need to talk right now. Listeners, <laughs> I gasped out loud when I saw that the second season was out. No, um, I like Babysitter's Club. Okay, great. So the new series on Netflix, the first one, I think, first season, I think, came out a year ago. It's been updated for, it's much more relevant. Um, they changed the ethnicities of some of the girls. They've updated kind of their family structures and stuff um it's fantastic um i kind of feel like they probably have more viewers that are in the original reader of babysitters club age group than they do of the target age group but i'm here for it um and then the point five is just that season three of secession on hbo started last sunday and um it's just, it, it reminded you, I mean, it's been two years since the last new episode aired because they were just about to start filming when the pandemic started because they film in New York and it picks up right where season two leaves off and it just, they are not going to acknowledge the pandemic at all in secession, they decided. And it is just so comforting to end up back in a dysfunctional family that is not your own and to know that like, you're never going to have to deal with people being in quarantine or like COVID tests or anything like that. And just... You don't know where that show's going to go, and it's so good. So if you haven't watched it, binge it on HBO Max, and then the third season's going on right now, every Sunday. I had to make up for lost time. It's been a while since we've recorded. <laughs> well, guys, check those out. Check out Cheers. Uh, check out Frasier. But also remember to check out our podcast. Uh, more episodes coming soon. But until then, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're listening. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.